Greg Kelly. The latest breaking news and opinions. Entertaining and informative. Check, check, check. Can you guys hear me? Fantastic. Hi, yes, it's me. And, uh, uh, it's uh, a privilege to talk to you this afternoon. It is a privilege to talk to you on the television show on Newsmax at 7 p.m. And I feel incredibly honored and also totally mystified that I and less than five people in media are talking about the shocking bombshell Durham uh, filing from late last week that alleges that President Trump was spied on not only as a candidate, but as president of the United States by forces working with Hillary Clinton. It is amazing information. It is from the United States government. If you look at the filing now, journalists hate doing this because it entails work. Oh, gee, I don't know. Just let the New York Times do it and tell me what it means, according to them. Well, they'll leave all this stuff out. Most people don't want to do any work. They just don't. They just want to figure out, okay, what's everybody saying? Okay, let's say that. Well, here's what is actually being said, not by MSNBC, not by not by the New York Times, but by Department of Justice prosecutors. Not in some leak, not in some spin, not in some off-the-record-but-you-can-use-it-anyway weirdo uh, arrangement with some hot reporter at some bar in Washington, D.C., this is actual filings, court filings, on behalf of the United States of America. The United States of America versus Michael Sussman. These are court documents. And it says that the United States of America has proof, proof that Donald Trump was spied on at Trump Tower, at the Trump Building on Central Park West, and in the executive office of the presidency. It's amazing that it's happening, and it's wild that no one is talking about it. It is incredible. And that's what they are, incredible. What does incredible mean? Lacking in credibility. No credibility for the mainstream media. Why aren't they mentioning it? Why aren't they covering it? You remember, they used to have a stroke six times a day, about Russia collusion and all those phony leaks from Robert Mueller and his team. How about this? This is, and I love it. Again, this is not some tip. This is not some, I'll tell you this off the record. Can't use my name, but we have it on, we have it uh, confirmed that Donald Trump was fooling around with Russian prostitutes. Now, don't tell anyone that I told you that. Just say that, uh, Sources close to the investigation told you that. Okay, honey? Yeah. Hmm. Want another drink? Okay. That's the kind of crap that goes down in D.C. in the swamp all the time. All right? Nobody wants to put their name on anything. And everybody wants to get in somebody else's pants. I'm sorry, but that's happening. That motivates a lot of this crap that you see on TV all day long. Status. Money. Getting in with somebody. Well... The motivations here in this court filing seem extremely pure, totally pure, actually. And it's signed by, uh, let's see here, the, the prosecutors themselves. Durham, DeFilippis, men put their names to these documents. 
It's not a leak. It's not a spin job. It's real. It is real. And it totally vindicates Donald Trump. Once again, the guy is always right. It's true. The guy is always right. There's something special about this person. That's what the fake news will never acknowledge. That's what Democrats will never acknowledge. Now, they should have just acknowledged them, whether or not you think he's special or not. And people, I understand, they don't like his style. They don't like this about him. They don't like that about him. But they never cut him slack. Okay, he's the president of the United States. It's possible he has access to information that we don't have. You remember they would say, oh, we said it again, without evidence. (laughs) He's the president. He hears stuff. He's presented with material all the time that they're not going to go and tell. uh, Who's that person on the fake news on CNN? Nobody knows. Nobody cares. Hey, what is going to happen to CNN? I predicted a year ago, and I, I, somebody said, I was on a podcast, they said, you got to make a prediction. Make a prediction for the media in the coming year. And I just blurted it out. Uh, CNN will no longer exist in one year. And I said that in May of last year. And you know what? I think I'm going to be, I, I was embarrassed. I was like, oh, geez, what the hell? Did I, it was just a hunch. I just threw it out there. I think I'm right. CNN is done. CNN is over. You know, not only did they keep Russia collusion, all that nonsense going, and now we know it's not true. We've known it's not true, and now we see the collusion that was going on to get President Trump. Hey, by the way, I'm looking at Eric Adams. Who the hell does this guy think he is? Always talking to a camera. He spends more time grooming than working. And he's got a... I heard my friend Mark say this, too. He does... it's, It's no kidding. He has a weird mask that says, Eric Adams, mayor. This guy is too much. Who cares? Just get to work. I'm the mayor. That's it. Like a lot of politicians, he wanted the uh, the perks. He wants the attention. He doesn't really care too much about work. And even if he did, uh, he'd be screwed and we're screwed because he doesn't know anything. He doesn't know anything. He just knows how to go on TV and say things that seem to sound good in the moment. All right, but look, I'm getting all over the place here. I do have to say this. Oh, do we have that thing from China? So get this. <laughs> Are the Olympics over or what? No one's really watching the Olympics. I can't even watch the Olympics. I don't have cable TV anymore. I have this app. I have Roku. I have, you know, I can't come home and turn on the TV. I actually can't turn on it. I don't know how to work it. We have three remote controls, and I know people have been moaning about this for a long time, but it's gotten more complex than ever. I have to have my wife do it. It takes her about five minutes to turn on the TV, and I have to have her come in. It sounds emasculating. It's actually not. I'm okay with it, but I don't know how to work this silly thing, and I don't know how to find any channels that I want to see. And So uh, where was I going? Oh, yeah, the Olympics. So the the ski jump, do you see the ski jump? It's right next to that dilapidated nuclear factory, as I like to call it. Now, why do I call it a nuclear factory? Because it's right by those great big cooling towers. It looks like a, it looks, it looks like Three Mile Island. It looks like Chernobyl. We know what those things look like. Those big towers, but they're kind of like, um, almost like an hourglass, right? They're, they're, they have a little dip in the middle. So I've been going on about this on social media at Great Kelly USA, at Great Kelly USA. And, uh, Guess who found out about it? The Chinese, the Chinese government, all kinds of Chinese officials are uh, 
are hassling me online saying, how dare he call it a dilapidated nuclear factory? It's not a nuclear factory. It's a steel factory, they say. They're missing the point, the Chinese are, because um, whether it's a nuclear factory, a steel factory, it's a factory. It's an old, broken-down factory, and you guys put the ski jump right next to it? Uh, what? Are you... <laughs> if nothing else, it's a crummy picture. You don't have a mountaintop like in, uh, where do they have the Winter Olympics? Places like Grenoble, places like um, Nagano, Torino, beautiful places. So um, I took a little Chinese, and I'm going to translate for you as this goes down, all right? So uh, go ahead and hit it. We have noticed the post on social media. It mistook the cooling towers for steel mills as a nuclear factory. This is total nonsense. And very we had net citizens make corrections in the comment section. That's also known as a cyberbullying campaign. Oh, and then he goes, I thank you for this endeavor. He's thanking the people for cyberbullying me. Hey, you, you're cyberbullying the wrong guy. This is the uh, spokesman of the Winter Olympics, a senior communist Chinese official, talking about my social media posts. Now, I'm only kidding. I don't speak Chinese. I was reading the subtitles uh, at the bottom of the, of the clip. It's subtitled. I feel very flattered that they subtitled me. We have also noticed the post on social media. <laughs> I think I'm breaking through. What do you think? Hey, let's talk about this a little bit. Uh, you know, after the Wuhan situation and the coronavirus taking over the world, President Trump, without a hint of animosity or prejudice, referred to the coronavirus as the China virus. Coronavirus, by the way, is like a generic medical term. Doesn't differentiate it. COVID-19, not necessarily catchy. So the China virus, other viruses, other maladies have been named for the regions from which they came. Lyme disease, there's a town in Connecticut called Lyme. Uh, Legionnaire's disease, there was a great big convention, I think, in Philadelphia, all the Legionnaires, so they called it Legionnaire's disease. I don't think there was anti-Legionnaire hate after that, do you? What else? The Ebola virus. Ebola is a river in Africa. Nobody claimed racism or hate or anything like that. So this thing originating in China and calling it the China virus is totally fine. And the uptick in anti-Asian hate. Now, I keep hearing about it. And I've been looking carefully. And... They say that Donald Trump has been fanning this. Somehow, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. Did you hear about this woman, Lee, in Chinatown? Stabbed 40 times. They got the guy, they think, who's responsible in custody. One of those career criminals, total head case. So I look at these cases, and I don't see a white supremacy angle. You know what I mean? I don't. Because it's not there. And for a long time, it's not talked about much these days, but there has been friction between the African-American community and the Asian community. And I think back, it was almost a year ago, 
that Kamala Harris and Joe Biden together ran to Atlanta. Remember those Atlanta spa shootings? Law enforcement, local law enforcement said they were not racially motivated. Uh, FBI said they were not racially motivated. Two of the victims were not even Asian, were white, white man and a white woman. But no, Joe went all the way down there with the prestige of his office said, this is white supremacy. You know, when you pretend something is a problem and it's not, when you pretend something is threatening America and it's not, you take your eye off the real threat to America. It's And it's ever-present, and it seems to be growing. I'm talking about crime, good old-fashioned, horrible street crime. That they, <laughs> all that talk, even, even getting the FBI to hunt down the white supremacists, all three of them, out there in the woods somewhere. Terrible people, I hate white supremacy, but let's be real. Let's not exaggerate it. Let's not pretend that something is a threat when it's just a joke. This is The Greg Kelly Show. Doesn't it feel like the Super Bowl was two years ago? The biggest thing in uh, the world for, you know, a minute. And then it's done. And then nobody cares. Everybody moves on. I've heard that, actually, from football players who've won the Super Bowl. It's one of the most anticlimactic experiences in the world. All you think about your whole life, the Super Bowl. Wow, if I could only win the Super Bowl. And then on your on your way home from the Super Bowls, it's like, is that it? Is is that all? Who is that guy? Deion Sanders? Where's the Dino? Is Deion Sanders a football player? Deion Sanders, remember him? Is he from Alabama by any chance? I think this is the guy. And he used to talk about that. Um, it's just not a big deal. You think it's going to be everything, and it turns out to be not that much. But I do have one or two more things to say about the halftime show, because I noticed something. Uh, First of all, who the hell is Dre, and who the hell cares, and why was he the headliner? Why was he the... Why? Does he have a new album out or something like that? No. Same goes for Snoop Dogg, and the, uh, he doesn't. they don't have any new music out. This is just a weird virtue signal uh, trying to get down with the players. I don't know, but uh, all right. Here's Dre. Dre, by the way, is a billionaire and has something like, how many kids does he have from how many wives? And, oh, by the way, uh, one of them he doesn't talk to. I just, you know, I wonder if this guy's a role model. Hey, (laughs) we all have problems. We've all done things. But it was too much about Dre and his life. And not enough about whatever his music is about. I mean, I didn't bring it up. He did. It's all about Dre. Did you notice that that weird set they had? It was like it. it they try to make it look a little bit like uh, a city, a street. They had little like, and then they had this thing, Tam's Restaurant. Now, I knew that had to be something. Well, Tam's turns out it's a restaurant in Compton that these guys like, and they hang out in, and often bad stuff happens there. This is in the middle of Compton, which is a known you know, violent neighborhood. For instance, uh, Kendrick Lamar was in Tams when he witnessed his first murder. Uh, rapper Suge Knight, who's really good friends or was good friends, at least with Dre, allegedly ran over some guy. Actually, I think he was convicted. He's in prison right now. Suge Knight ran over somebody and killed the dude in the parking lot of Tams restaurant. This is a bloody place. I'm sure it's great food. I don't blame the restaurant, 
but we're putting it, you know, right there in the middle of the dumb Super Bowl show. Uh, you, is that right? Oh, of course it's not right. Cut 23. Now, I don't know what song that is, but I know I've heard it before. And I think when I first heard it, I was in college. It's an old song. It's really. (laughs) So who knows what that was all about? Oh, by the way, Snoop Dogg. This is not a newsflash or anything like that. Everybody knows Snoop likes to smoke weed. He's pretty open about it. And it's like his thing. It's almost like his brand. And he was smoking up before the show. They have him on video. He's um, getting high. But he's 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 cool, right? And this, right after we had a year where more cops were killed than any other year in history, we have two guys on who are well-known for hating cops, singing songs that include anti-cop lyrics. What's his name? Dre invented the pra- phrase, F the police, when he was working with that Musical group by the name of N.W.A. Blank with attitude. N-word with attitude. Um, you know, all that being said, I actually saw the movie straight out of Compton, and I enjoyed it. It's very, it's actually quite interesting. But I enjoy a lot of things. You know, okay, I'm going to watch this movie. It doesn't mean it belongs on the 50-yard line on the biggest day of the year, the Super Bowl. I guess we're all smartening up, right? Super Bowl isn't all that anymore. We're finally figuring it out. Okay, there's the music. Be right back. I just had a taste of uh, the best the world has to offer and the worst the world has to offer, starting with the best. A beautiful, totally ripe, perfectly ripe uh, tangerine or mandarin orange. I uh, One or the other. I think it's a mandarin orange, but it whatever it was... Perfect, perfect. And I look on the sticker here. I think it comes from Costa Rica. So somebody grew that in Costa Rica, sent it all the way up here. How do they, How does it get here? On a ship, on a plane? I don't know. It gets here, goes to the store, then somebody buys it, then somebody else buys it, then it's presented in the cafeteria, and I eat it for free. And I guess if I wanted to buy one, these things are not expensive. What, 30 cents, if that? I don't know. It's amazing. And somebody, 18 people still make money on this orange. I know you buy it, buy it in bulk and all that stuff, but still. And it's just amazing food. You look at an orange and how it comes apart. You're telling me this all beautiful thing wasn't designed by God? And in the, then in the next, I had fruit gushers, a candy. It's like, remember, what the hell was that? Starburst, uh, freshen up gum. It's like Starburst with a liquid center. Made with real fruit. <laughs> it's junk. Total junk. Who created this? And why do we serve it, quite frankly? I mean, there's a lot of junk in the cafeteria. There's a lot of beautiful food. I hate this uh, nasty gusher candy, but I eat it when it's there. I got a problem. Uh, all right. So, I do have to play you this, folks. I can't emphasize it enough just how important this information is from John Durham. 
He is, will allege, a government prosecutor, a federal prosecutor, will allege in court that Donald Trump was spied on by a tech executive working with a lawyer for Hillary Clinton. He was spied on when he was president. His Internet traffic was monitored. His staff all monitored. That's a big deal. And it's not anonymous. It's not some leak. It's not some spin. It's in black and white. And you're not hearing about it. But every time some snake on the Mueller team wanted to impress some girl reporter at a bar, we had to put up with this crap on the news. Cut 18. I think the breaking news in the Russia investigation dominates the program tonight and reaches directly into the president's inner circle. We are covering the breaking news that Bob Mueller, the special counsel investigating ties between Donald Trump's campaign and Russia. We've got breaking news on MSNBC, the first indictment in the Robert Mueller investigation. We have breaking news about special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation into possible Russian meddling in the 2016 election. Let's begin with the breaking news on the Russia investigation. Much more on our breaking news of federal grand jury approving the first charges in the Mueller investigation. All right. And that's just one, 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 one thousandth of a one percent sample of the media hysteria that we had to endure. And now that we've got some really heavy duty stuff implicating Hillary Clinton, there's silence. There's silence. Well, you know what? There's a website called UK Daily Mail. They do great journalism, by the way. Of course, the fake news says, oh, they're they're really bad. They're fake. No, they aren't. They're fantastic. Happens to be based in the U.K., but they've got great sources and great reporters all over the place. They sent a reporter to Hillary Clinton's house. I think this is the apartment of Chelsea, and they staked it out, and they had a reporter wait. Now, you, Hillary, you're going to hear this. She just walks by. She's all masked up and just waves. Go ahead and play that, please. Hillary, Laura Collins, Daily Mail, did you pay to find the Trump campaign? When are you going to comment on the spying allegations, Hillary? Did you pay for to have him spied on? Ooh, very good. She just walks by. She's got uh, protection. She's got people walking with her. She waves. But she's wearing a mask. And not just wearing a mask like, you know, you got to wear a mask. I mean, she's all bundled up in the mask. All bundled up. I mean, it goes all the way up to her eyes. Most people don't wear masks like that. Joe Biden wears a mask like that. Kamala Harris wears a mask like that. So do masked bandits in the 19th century on the trains. Remember train robberies? You ever see that in the movies? They're wearing those masks that go up to their eyes because they don't want to be recognized. They do the same thing. Why is that? Why do you think that is? Because they're stealing. Because they're up to criminality. (laughs) And they don't want to be caught. It's easier to lie when people can't see your face. I really believe that's part of it. And tonight on the Newsmax show, I shall show you that in hopefully pretty in a pretty compelling way. I'm excited to show you uh, what we have in store. In the meantime, I got to check in with you guys. Let's see here. Anne is in New York. Hello. Oh, hi there. I uh, really enjoy your show. I just wanted to mention that. You know, we all have a, a thing where people say, where were you when, with the JFK assassination or Challenger? Well, I have another one. And I remember standing in my uh, living room with Meet the Press and Chris Wallace uh, a while back, and they were all reporting on this unbelievable thing that Donald Trump was in Moscow and he was staying in the presidential suite, romping with two prostitutes and having them, 
urinate in the bed that Barack Obama had slept in and all this stuff. And there was this stunned silence and they all nodded in great, uh, you know, great aha moment. And I've asked people who are, who believe in the Russian dossier and they've never heard of the Steele dossier. They've never heard of this thing that I saw with my own eyes in my living room where they said this and all this made up stuff. And for years, if you ask, if I ask other people, where were you when you heard about Donald Trump doing that? And they said, oh, but that's, that never happened. You know, it's just completely made up. Wait, 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 hold on a second. I can't understand for you. It was a moment that you remember, you remember where you were when you heard that news, which is, as you know, fake news. Is your complaint that others don't remember or that they do remember? Or what, 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 what is your takeaway from how others react or didn't react? That they did not hear it, see it, and it's almost as though I'm making it up because it sounded so outlandish. And they never heard of the people who are so hysterical out here in Westchester about Trump don't know anything about any of this. And they say I'm making it up. But I remember where I was standing and we all heard of the Steele dossier and all these things. And people just just say, no, no, it's Trump. It's Russian collusion, Russian collusion. It, it's a derangement sy- syndrome, I'm afraid. <laughs> anyway. it's, it's amazing what they got away with in front of the whole country. They ran by this crazy stuff, and now there's absolutely no accountability. They're not holding themselves accountable. No one's holding them accountable. It's I, I think I'm getting what you're talking about. And it is just so wild. Now they have no reason for existence, none, ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, all of them, no reason whatsoever. It's how do they look at themselves in the mirror? Really, how do they defend themselves? How do they justify this? I would be fascinated to know. I really would be. I have not figured it out. And anything else? One more uh, aha moment. I know exactly where I was standing when the, when it came over the news on the radio that Benghazi uh, had had occurred and the uh, uh, embassy had fallen and people were killed and everything. I was standing right in my kitchen and within minutes came on Hillary saying it was a it was a uh, derogatory video about the profess about the Prophet Muhammad that yeah. caused that. Yeah. And I, I remember where it was. And when I say to people, where were you when you heard that? They say, well, I never heard that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I must admit, I remember that moment. I don't remember where I was. I don't remember. Where were you? I never heard anything about it later. Where were you? I was standing in my kitchen yeah. in Austin, New York, and heard that come on. And, you know, you just know it was a lie. And then they sent out all her uh, lackeys to uh, cover and, and yep. you know, change the goalposts and everything. But. Well, you're on it. I'm on it. You know, they think they can fool the people. The people, though, the people still get it. They understand it. Even if they can't follow this stuff, the minutia. Hey, let's face it. Trump won in 2016 after she said that. Right. And right. I think he won in 2020. We'll see. Thank you, Ann, very much. Is it? Is it? All right. Good. Uh, I have to talk to. Rocco in Long Island, hi. I'll tell you what I remember. I remember Hillary Clinton telling Joe Biden, stay in the basement, stay in the basement. Those cavalry votes are coming, and you're going to win this election. I don't remember her saying staying in the basement. Well, she they wound up winning. Last night I was listening to uh, one of your magnificent uh, talk show hosts at 1030, and a major general, Paul Valilli, had called in. 
being interviewed, and then he interrupted, saying, wow, I have some important news here. And? Uh, he had said that uh, Barack Obama had a special meeting uh, orchestrated uh, with uh, selected Democrats, orchestrated by Susan Rice at the executive office, and uh, Joe Biden is not in attendance. They did not invite Joe Biden. So a meeting happened, and Barack Obama was there, and not Joe Biden. Is that right? Yes. Last night, I thought it'd be I, yes. It was uh, a major. It was a live interview with Major General Paul Valilli. All right, I, I know General Paul Valley. I think his name is. He's retired, and he heard something. I mean, you know, there are meetings that take place all the time at the White House without the president. I mean, it right. just. I, I worked there myself for two years. I had all kinds of meetings, and uh, the president wasn't there. So, um, although one time he was there, I don't know. I was a reporter at the time. I don't know what the big deal is. It sounds a little bit fishy, but, you know, we all have the sense that uh, Joe may not be running it, although I think he actually is, and that's the problem. Rocco, thank you for that. I got one more. Uh, Wait, where is this guy? Matt in Brooklyn. Hey, what's up, Craig? How you doing, bud? Good. What's up? Good. I love your show on Newsmax. Um, I have to say you got some serious comp, though, with Jesse Waters on Fox. It's going to be entertaining. I flip the channels between the both of you. Now, but, uh, I, I hear I hear my show is uh, superior, quite frankly. I, I have not seen it. He's not without talent. I've seen him over the years. My view is he's doing a real uh, O'Reilly impression. It looks like every time I see him, he's imitating O'Reilly. And he worked with O'Reilly for a long time. Um, you know, whatever. Uh, Fox has a great deal of uh, uh, presence uh, in markets that we don't, but... He seems like a pretty smarmy guy, but uh, whatever. Um, but thanks for bringing it up, uh, Matt. Anything else on your mind? Yes. Um, I was watching Hannity last night. and I You're a real Fox out. guy. I get it. And you saw Anthony Weiner on it probably. Are you talking about that? Republican, conservative Republican. I care about this country. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot of negative to talk about. But um, your station's allowing Tony Weiner to go on with Curtis Sliwa. Do you think he's going to have a hard time? Well, continuing his transition from jail to, to everyday life. Well, wait a second. You say our station is. Well, yes, and I actually am for that. I'll tell you more about that in a moment. But if you were watching Hannity last night, then you saw Anthony Weiner on Hannity, where he appeared last night along with Curtis Sliwa. Um, look, he's been through hell, that guy. He's made huge mistakes in his personal life and professional life. Uh, he's apologized. I do think every what? How does it go again? Every uh, saint has a past. Every sinner has a future. I mean, so uh, what am I supposed to do? Condemn him and say no? I'm not going to say that. I wish him success. I uh, he he made some horrible mistakes, and and he's pay, he's made he's paid an enormous price for that. Wouldn't you agree, Matt? I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everyone deserves a second chance. It just he seemed a little held back on his answer when Sean asked him, um, have you changed? And he just, I don't know. I guess, I guess he's being honest. I mean, is he, is he, is he a totally cured man? You know, I, I thought, I thought Sean, I I saw a replay of this this morning could have given him a little, like, I thought he was, I don't know. I, I, I could have done with a bit more listening rather than just kind of trying to put him in a box like that. The guy's clearly, you know, Look, he's been through the hell. I don't know. But anyway, good luck, Matt. Sounds like you watch a lot of Fox. Uh, just remember this, Matt. They're dropping the ball on the Durham report. They dropped the ball on election night. They dropped the, they're dropping the ball on election coverage right now. 
But I wish you luck uh, as you uh, as you watch them. I and, and and thank you though for watching the Newsmax show of mine. Thanks, Matt. Thank you. All right. Uh, I'll be right back. Staircase. A girl who had been missing for two years has been found safe in a secret room under a staircase in Saugerties, New York. Police said Paisley Schultes was reported missing from her Cayuga Heights home in July of 2019 when she was four years old. Let's see here. Parents reported her missing. Um, Police initially suspected the girl's non-custodial parents. But did not bring charges. What is non? I know what non-custodial means, and I know what 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 are non-custodial parents. New York State Police found the girl over 150 miles away on Monday, acting on a tip that she was being hidden in the Hudson Valley town. After an hour-long search, police found Paisley and her non-custodial mother, Kimberly Cooper, in a secret room under a staircase. Uh, Cooper and Kirk Schultes Jr., the girl's non-custodial father, have been charged in the case, along with Schultes's father. Uh, the trio face custodial inference, no, custodial interference and child endangerment charges. Schultes and his father, Kirk Schultes Sr., have been released on their own recognizance. That's kind of, wow. There's bail reform for you. I don't know. <laughs> According to the local ABC affiliate, uh... All three have been ordered to stay away from the kidnapped girl. That's it. That's all the information. I would like a little bit more. Anyway, I'm glad she's at. It doesn't seem like it's one of those cases where she was trapped in the room for two years. It looked like it was a temporary hiding spot because she was down there with her non-custodial mother. All right. Once again, the Durham matter is uh, huge news, but uh, uh, it's not being pursued. In fact, yesterday there was a press conference at the White House and Corrine Jean-Pierre, she's the deputy press secretary to that redhead. And she, she's a piece of work too, by the way. I saw her do, she happens to be, I think she's from the Caribbean, born down there. And she happens to be black and she happens to be a lesbian. And she goes on TV back when Trump was president and says, Donald Trump hates everything that I am. A immigrant a lesbian and a black woman. He hates all of those things about me. The man in the White House hates me because I'm a black immigrant gay woman. And then I found 18 pictures of him with black immigrant gay women. Okay. It's like no. black immigrant great gay women, black immigrant gay men. They totally have this guy. This They don't understand him. He's not like that. It's never been like that. Anyway, she's the deputy press secretary right now. And as a black immigrant gay woman, do you think the press corps gives her any kind of challenging questions? No. So yesterday they gave her 25 questions on stuff that had nothing to do with uh, the Durham matter. And when it finally came up, one guy asked the question, what happened? Cut seven. Now on the second topic, this, uh, the Durham investigation. Um, does the president have any concerns about a candidate for president uh, using computer experts to infiltrate computer systems um, of competing candidates or even the president-elect to you for the goal of creating a narrative? Is that something that... That's something I can't speak to from this podium, so I, I refer you to the Department of Justice. Is, is what was described in that report monitoring Internet traffic 
is, is that spying? Again, I can't speak to that report. You, I, I refer you to the Department of Justice. Generally speaking, with monitoring and I refer you to the Department of Justice. I can't speak to that from here. That's it. That's it. 25 questions in that came up. And if you notice, the reporter said, on a second matter, I'd like to get you on this. It's a great big deal, even though the fake news will not acknowledge it. This is Jim Jordan, Republican of Ohio, one of my favorite members of Congress. Cut six, please. I think the other big takeaway is President Trump was right. Clear back in 2017, he said, they're spying on me. And all the Democrats and the mainstream press said, no, no, that's not happening. Two years later, it was Attorney General Barr who said spying took place. And the media and the Democrats had the same reaction. Now we know for sure in 2022, now we know for sure that they were, in fact, spying. Mm. And it was, as I said yesterday, worse than we thought. Mm. He's right. He's right. And All right. We can't expect justice or even acknowledgement, I guess, from the media. And that's fine. That's fine. You just keep doing your thing, John Durham. Uh, It's amazing. The truth ultimately does prevail, doesn't it? We're not there yet. I mean, again, these are allegations that have to be proven in court, but they're not anonymous. And they're under the letterhead of the Department of Justice, the United States of America. And the indictments related to uh, those people, you know, Oh, 27 Trump associates have been indicted related to the Russia investigation. No, no, they weren't. That was prosecutorial harassment. They were picking off people like Michael Cohen, of all people. The taxi cab uh, tax matters. And what's his name? Uh, Who was that other guy? Paul Manafort. You know, income that he didn't declare years before he even met Trump. What a swamp. S-W-A-M-P. Swampy. All right, I'm going to get more of those oranges, and I'll be back in a couple of minutes. Hey, you know who Kathleen Rice is, the Democrat from Long Island? She's retiring. Mm, Seemed like a nice lady. I uh, met her once or twice back when she was a Nassau DA. Democrats are not my cup of tea, but she seemed like not a head case. What does this mean? They're trying to say a lot of members are retiring because it's way too partisan. I've been hearing that all my life. Wait a second. She is a she is a Democrat, right? Yeah. There's no way she's a Republican. Huh? Yeah. Democrat. OK. Phew. Uh, yeah, I don't know. These guys get paid uh, plenty of money, but it's a messy life. They got to raise all kinds of money. They got to fly back and forth. 435 members of Congress, another 100 senators on top of that. You're a big deal in your hometown, but actually not really. I mean, how many members of Congress are there from Long Island? Seven, eight, something like that. A county executive has a hell of a lot more authority and clout and doesn't have as much competition. These guys are all vying for attention and, you know, with AOC. AOC on the scene and the others, it's like if you don't have a big social media following, it's hard to it's it's hard to stand out down there. I don't know. It seems dysfunctional, very dysfunctional. What did Winston Churchill say, though, everybody? Democracy is the worst form of government, except for all the others. Huh? I like that. Boy, oh, boy. What a smart guy, huh? Uh, hey, Whoopi Goldberg is back on The View this week, back after a two-week suspension. Do we want to hear from Whoopi? Do we care? 
hey, you know how I feel about cancel culture. I don't like it, and I don't want, I don't want anybody really canceled for stuff they say. All right, words. No words matter, Greg. Yeah, they do, but let's relax, okay? Uh, let me hear from Whoopi. Cut eleven. Well, hello, 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 and welcome to the view. And yes, I am back. And we missed you. And I missed you all too. I got to tell you, there's something kind of marvelous about being on a show like this because we are the view and this is what we do and sometimes we don't do it as elegantly as we could and sometimes well yeah you know <laughs> but it's five minutes to get in important information about topics yes. and that's what we try to do every day and i i, I want to thank everybody who reached out while i was away and i'm telling you people reached out from places that made me go wait wait what really <laughs> yeah. okay and it was some uh, good for her I think one of the people who reached out was uh, Sean Hannity. Um, I expressed my support over the radio, but I don't have her email. So I, I, and I know she made a big fat mistake about the Holocaust, but um, a lot of people could make that same mistake. Unfortunately, people need to know more. Whoopi dropped out of high school, didn't go to college. Yeah, she's a leftist lunatic, but so I got to... <laughs> Not everybody's going to agree with me. I understand. Here's what I like about Whoopi. I told you before. She sat through a marathon session of Godfather 1 and 2 at Radio City Music Hall. And, yeah, I like her. Shoot me, okay? What are you going to do? Uh, I think she's okay. I don't have, There are people I totally disagree with on everything, and I still like them. You don't have to hate people because they disagree with you. Hey, the basketball player is back, Kyrie Irving, right? He was the guy on the Nets, and he finally got vaccinated. Is this it? Or did he fake his vaccine card? Do we know? Anyway, he says, um, what does he say? He's back. Uh, he, he did what the league told him to do. Cut 13. We're back here. We're back here. Play your media games with somebody else, bro. Please, I understand that there's a lot going on in the world, and, I, and I'm here as a human being just like you, bro. Please respect my boundaries, man. That's all I'm asking, bro. There's no guilt that I feel. You know, I'm the only player that has to deal with this in New York City because I play there. If I was anywhere else in another city, then it probably wouldn't be the same circumstances. But because I'm there, we have Eric Adams. We have the New York mandate. We have things going on that are real-life circumstances that are not just affecting me, bro. So you ask me these questions, I don't feel guilt. I'm just living my life as best I can, just like everybody else amidst these last two years. You know, I didn't have a plan in place when all this was going on. Didn't know. Like I said, the NBA and the MBPA made it very clear that there would be things that I would, that I would be able to do to work around this. And that's off the table. So you tell me if I'm just alone out here or do I have support from everybody else that's dealing with the same thing? Uh, all right. Uh, fine. I don't know. I don't like the mandate. Kind of a was he angry at the guy who asked him the question or okay with the guy who asked the question? Respect my boundaries, bro. I think I like Kyrie Irving. Um, but, yeah, we've got this ridiculous uh, mandate in New York City. How does it apply to him, though? Because the Nets are a private organization, right? The Nets are private. The Nets are a private organization. He doesn't work for the city. Why is he blaming Eric Adams? I mean, I'm all for blaming Eric Adams for anything, all right? I can't stand the guy. And he's a terrible mayor. And we're in for uh, who the hell knows what with him. 
Hey, looks like we may not be invading Ukraine. We, the Russians. And that would be nice. It looks like Putin is uh, backing off a little bit, uh, pulling back some troops. And the invasion that seemed to be scheduled for tomorrow may not happen. Earlier this week, they said the invasion will happen on Wednesday. This is Jake Sullivan, the national security advisor, who is such a geek. It's always a mistake to make the national security advisor some guy who is a lawyer who went to all the right schools but never organized a a band practice. That's what he is. He clerked for this guy. He uh, had this beautiful internship. Um, but he could not organize anything. He's the guy who would write you a beautiful position paper. He's also the kind of guy who would make sure a beautiful position paper was written about phony ties between Trump and Russia and then disseminated to his friends in the fake news. That's what we think he did, by the way. So here he is. Uh, This is about the this is before the news, I believe, of Putin pulling out some of the troops. Cut four. Look, I'm not going to predict what Vladimir Putin's going to do. All I can do is make sure that we're prepared to respond either way. If Russia wants to continue engaging diplomatically to find a way forward to address their security concerns and our security concerns, we're prepared to do that. If Russia decides instead to take major military action against Ukraine, we're prepared to respond decisively. As far as we're concerned, the United States of America, diplomacy is still open and available. But if Russia chooses to move, we're prepared to respond. Mm, I don't like that. Reactive policy, reactive posture. Don't do it. Little Rocket Man, if you do anything, you guys will cease to exist. Okay? Fire and fury like you've never seen. Um, I heard somebody say recently that a job of a president is to convince adversaries that he's a madman. Okay, the madman theory. You don't want to piss off America. The guy in charge is a madman. You look, No telling what he'll do. Nixon employed this. Uh, Ronald Reagan to an extent. Donald Trump, you think? <laughs> he perfected it. Of course he did. He was very, very good at it. Uh, let me just tell you this. Hey, how are those truckers doing up there? Hey, you know, this This guy is really getting on my nerves now. Um, Trudeau. Justin. First of all, Justin is a wimpy name. I'm sorry if you're named Justin, but that is not the name for a leader of a country. It's the name for a leader of a boy band. Okay, Justin. Justin Timberlake, uh, Justin Bieber, not Justin the president, not Justin the prime minister. All right. I want Justin's can do all kinds of things, but they can't lead countries. And Trudeau is now acting like uh, a big tough guy. And why is he acting so tough? He's afraid. He's afraid of the truckers. Cut nine. The consequences on their lives for choosing to continue to endanger the lives and livelihoods of other Canadians, to continue to violate our laws, are going to be more and more extensive. And therefore, uh, we are very hopeful that people will choose to leave these protests peacefully now that they've been heard. Um, There are further steps for law enforcement to take as uh, that happens or not, but we are a long way from ever having to call in the military, although, of course, we have to be uh, ready for any eventuality. 
but uh, it is not something we are seriously contemplating at this time. See, these guys are such phonies. You know, you think they believe in freedom of speech and freedom of assembly and the freedom to protest only if they agree with you about what you're protesting. Wow. That's pretty harsh stuff right there. And they're taking a page from the American playbook. If you're going to be you're going to be have the life of a January sixer if this goes on. You know, those guys are harassed everywhere they go. If not in court, if not in jail at the airport. They're placed on all kinds of lists, you know, double screen, triple screen. They are harassed in big ways and in small. And I've been looking at this, and you've been looking at this. I keep seeing this convoy story. I'm like, where are these guys breaking the law? Where is that happening, especially in Ottawa? Now, I know the Ambassador Bridge was a different situation. Well, stop talking about it. Clear the bridge. It is against the law to close down a bridge. Yeah. Unfortunately, de Blasio... Missed that memo when he let Black Lives Matter take over the Brooklyn Bridge and the Manhattan Bridge. And some lunatic from Maryland drove up to New York and shot officers uh, Wenjin Liu and Raphael Ramos. Shot and killed them because de Blasio could not maintain and would not maintain and did not want to maintain peace. All right, back to Canada. These guys are just parking on the street, especially in Ottawa. I've been looking and looking and looking. Granted, I'm not there, but okay, where's the, where's this mayhem? Where is the danger? How about how we talked about that? Those who are being harmed, who? These guys even stopped blowing their horns. They stopped blowing their horns. That could be annoying after a while. You know? Some guy, uh, every now and then, you know, you'll wake up in the middle of the night because a car alarm goes off. And we, I, that, that gets me really worked up. All right, I'm sorry. I got to go. Your calls when we come back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is The Greg Kelly Show. Wow. Hey, do you have Showtime? Do you have Showtime? Uh, that silly channel, Showtime. They have, what was that dumb show? Uh, Homeland that everybody liked. And as a matter of fact, they had Homeland. And it was about, what the hell was it about? Uh, Claire Danes was uh, working at the CIA, and she was having, like, a personality disorder uh, meltdown every other episode, and uh, the whole country was at risk. Anyway, you know what's interesting about Homeland? Comes again from Showtime. There were websites that made fun of, get this, white people for liking that show. White people love Homeland. That was somehow like, ha, 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 those silly white people. <laughs> um, and there's there are websites dedicated to that kind of hateful crap, by the way. Oh, white people are so lame. They like to wear sweaters. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> sure. Now, Showtime has, I guess they're hip to this, and they, they have gone the other extreme. Now, I played this last week, the the trailer of the show, which is out-and-out racism against white people. And now that show has actually premiered. And I just started to watch it. It is shockingly racist. It's one thing, okay, a commercial for a show, it's only 30 seconds long. This is the show itself, unbelievable, over-the-top, anti-white. I've never, I want to say if i ever seen anything. I don't think I have ever seen anything like this. A professionally produced documentary featuring such hateful crap. You, you see hateful stuff all the time. You hear it in the street. You see it on social media. 
But you don't see a state-of-the-art documentary spewing anti, uh, anti-humanity, humaneness. Is that a word? anti It's just so vile that any human being of any color should be offended by it. I will go into greater detail tomorrow. I'm going to thoroughly digest this. In the meantime, speaking of uh, commercials for shows, Sid Rosenberg is on our morning show, of course, and uh, he's been pushing his podcast. I must say the commercials have worked because I'm intrigued. The commercial itself, though, just might be a little over the top. What do you think? I love Sid, but you got to hear this, all right? Now, uh, go ahead. Listen to this podcast now on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Citizens United with Sid Rosenberg. Citizens United is my podcast. Okay. I'm Sid Rosenberg. And I'm famous. Really? Every week I talk entertainment, housewives, sports, and more. It's the greatest video podcast you've ever seen. Why? Because it stars me. All right. (laughs) He sounds crazy. He's... (laughs) (laughs) I'm famous. I I don't know. Is he? I mean, I I know who he is. Like people... That sounded really insane. Uh, all right. That's got to be one hell of a podcast with a lead up like that. Maria is calling from Long Island, New York. Hello. Hi, Black. How are you? Hi. How are you? I'm good. Listen. Wait a second. Is this Maria from Franklin Square? Absolutely. Ah, yes. My favorite Italian. Come inside. All right. I don't know. That means like something. Come on. How are you? I figured. Uh, I'm good. So, uh, Bueno, Bella, whatever. Tell me more. What's up? What's on your mind? I'm Italian. Bene. Not Bueno. Bene. 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 Okay, listen. Yeah. I just have to make a statement. Uh Uh-oh. About this crooked Hillary. Yeah. I love that name because Donald Trump gave it to me. Yeah, it sticks, too. I know. Keep going. When, When is she going to be punished with all the other Democrats with what they're getting away with. I don't understand how us citizens, if we do something wrong, we we have to pay for it. Why are these people getting away with all the stuff that they're doing? And, you know, I really think it's all about power. That's what it is. Yeah. Let's see if I can unravel this, uh, this puzzle you presented was, us with. Uh, let's see. Uh... Now, let's see. What party is she with? Ah, the Democrat Party. Yes, uh, that's a big chunk of it right there. Democrat immunity. It's a real thing. She has friends in very high places. Also some enemies, too. So, uh, look, I think she's sweating it right now. I do. This is uh, then again, there may be like she protected herself. She's a smart woman. She's a smart woman. And lawyers can only say so much about their clients. Uh I don't know, Maria. We'll see. Stay tuned. Anything else going on? Oh, yeah. Listen. <laughs> just, well, no, I have to tell you, because I'm going to talk from the bottom of my heart. All right, go ahead. You know, I mean. What? How sad is it that that homeless man killed that beautiful young lady? And what are they doing about it? What is this city? What are they going to wake up? Now, now, I've already seen Eric Adams on TV saying something about it. So uh, I'm sure he's there you go. Right. Maria, thank you. I'll be right back. 
Man, I've heard some pretty wild things. Uh, <laughs> um, well, we heard some pretty fake things about the Mueller report all those years. Number one, I want to do that first. Remember, we actually finally have real news about Russia collusion, that there was none, that Hillary Clinton made it up, paid a lawyer to lie about it, and the fake news, they allowed themselves to be Wined and dined, you know, all those anonymous leaks coming from Robert Mueller's team. Half of those leaks come from some older man telling some young, often female reporter, here's some information for you, honey. Yeah, don't tell anybody where you got it. You can just call me a senior law enforcement source. And, And then we had to live with the consequences. Cut 18. Breaking news in the Russia investigation dominates the program tonight and reaches directly into the president's inner circle. We are covering the breaking news that Bob Mueller, the special counsel investigating ties between Donald Trump's campaign and Russia. We've got breaking news on MSNBC, the first indictments in the Robert Mueller investigation. We have breaking news about special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation. All right, enough. Enough. Two years of that crap. And now we have something. We have something rock solid that shows Donald Trump was right when he said this. Cut 16. The biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my campaign. There's no real evidence of that. Of course there is. It's all over the place. Leslie, they spied on my campaign and they got caught. Can I say something? You know, this is 60 Minutes. And we can't put on things we can't verify. You won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. We can't put on things we can't verify. Leslie, they spied on my campaign. Well, we can't verify that. It's been totally verified. No. It's been, just go down and get the papers. They spied on my campaign. They got caught. (laughs) The only thing that President Trump didn't know at the time, they spied on him when he was president of the United States. It says so in court papers. That's the allegation. Not some spin, not some silly panel on the George Stephanopoulos show. This is in court papers presented by the United States of America in federal court. This is wild. This is huge. And there are probably five people in media talking about it right now. And that's... That's the way it is. I'm done complaining about Well, I guess I'm not done complaining about it, but that is the way it is. Um, Stand by. Stand back and stand by. The other thing I wanted to do. Hey, one more time. Is Sid Rosenberg crazy or what? One more time. Listen to this podcast now on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Citizens United with Sid Rosenberg. Citizens United is my podcast. Okay. I'm Sid Rosenberg. And I'm famous. Every week I talk entertainment, housewives, sports, and more. It's the I don't believe video it. podcast you've ever seen. Why? Because it stars me. <laughs> <laughs> what is the matter with him? Is that a cry for help? Do we have to check in on him? Now, what is his uh, podcast tackle? I heard entertainment. Okay. Wow. Sports. Hmm. Housewives. Does he mean the real housewives, I guess? That's, I mean, I right? I hope. Uh, <laughs> he's crazy. 
Uh, good guy, though. Very good guy. Very good broadcaster. <laughs> um, all right. I don't want to say anything else about the Super Bowl other than it sucked. Uh, there's nothing really to go. I just And the Dr. Dre stuff, he is that guy. I looked it up. He's a borderline criminal. All right? And I think the most offensive thing about that halftime show was the end of it, where they depicted Dr. Dre on the roof of the stadium. What's the name of that stadium where the Rams play? What's the name of that? What is it? SoFi Stadium. SoFi stands for what? Uh, SoFi is a company. I think it's a solar company. I hate it that they call these stadiums by those names now. You know? Uh, what the, What do they have in Houston? Tropicana Orange Juice Stadium. Are you serious? I mean, what the hell? Whatever happened to the Astrodome? Everybody could make sense. The Astros played there, you know? Uh, what's this? Yankee Stadium as oh, well. Oh, I never would have come up with that one. Thank you, Kevin. Wow. You're proving your weight. You're earning your keep. Yankee Stadium. Well, you know, there's Yankee Stadium, Greg. Oh! Anyway, um, all right. I didn't mean to shame you like that, uh, Kevin, but, you know, I only want you pressing that button when I tell you specifically I want to hear from something from you. Do you understand? And that goes for you too, Mike. (laughs) Mike just gave me a look. You guys, I, I went through all this trouble to learn your names, and now you're giving me this attitude. I got people out there far more respectful. Let's see. Uh, Peter from Jersey. Hello. Hey, Craig. How you doing? It's Greg, but I'm fine. What's up? Good, good. Hey, I uh, just want to talk to you about uh, the homeless people that are creating crimes against the citizens of New York City. When you hear this broadcast, what comes to mind? That these people are not straight in the mind? I mean, I'm not falling for that. These people that are homeless, some of them are, are just fine, and then some of them aren't. What do you say? Uh, I feel like this is some sort of a trap. Uh, Peter, I say they're all insane. I think you have to be pretty much insane to be living on the street. Sorry, but I do. Uh, you know... You don't have to be all that to get a job these days, all right? I'm sorry. This sounds harsh, but I think if you are living in a box on the street, there is something seriously wrong with you mentally. And, uh, by the way, uh, we I, that's, uh, that's horrible. It's often not the fault of the person. Hey, by the way, we used to have a homeless outreach unit, the New York City Police Department did, because they thought, and I think... People like my father, Ray Kelly, and Rudy Giuliani would agree that we owe these people a measure of safety. It's not good for them, and it's not good for anybody else to be lying on the street. Hey, by the way, I was accosted on the corner the other day. I was walking down the street, and this guy very aggressively presented himself in front of me and my wife. So we went slightly to the right, you know, to avoid the person. And guess where he went? Slightly to the left. We go to the right, his left, get it? He's following us. He's like, and I said, uh, not interested, pretty clearly. And I could not believe how aggressive he was. And quite frankly, I couldn't believe how aggressive I was. Because a short time later, I went back. 
And I told him, you better find a new corner to hang out on. Fast, buddy. I was so angry. You got to watch that. I got to watch that. Thank you, Peter. I think they're all nuts. Sorry. Tim in New York. What's up? Hey, Greg. Uh, thanks for having me on your show. I, I wanted to give you another example of uh, Eric Adams' stupidity and virtue signaling. He, he makes a good comparison of himself with uh, President Poop Pants. I remember when he called himself the Biden of Brooklyn or whatever. But it seems like he's just finding out what people are interested in, like being vegan or hating cops. But his newest one is Bitcoin. And I'll give you an example of how stupid he is, because with two sentences in a tweet, he said, I like Bitcoin, but I don't like Bitcoin mining. And that's because some dummy told him that Bitcoin mining is bad for the environment, which isn't true. So you could just he just reveals his stupidity every time he talks like Joe. (laughs) I like that. You're right. He's just finding out what he thinks people like. And he's often very late to the game. Yeah, veganism. This vegan thing is big. I'm going to say I'm a vegan. I'm going to say I hate cops. He doesn't say that, but he basically has done that. Although I will give him this. He's been on to the cop-hating thing for a very long time. Uh, even when he was a cop, he hated cops. But I, I think there's something there. And this Bitcoin thing, yeah, I well, I, I'll to take, I don't know what Bitcoin mining is, and I don't know anything about Bitcoin. He's the one who opened his big mouth about it. What Do you know anything about Bitcoin? Yeah, there is no Bitcoin without Bitcoin mining. Well, what is Bitcoin mining? And it doesn't sound like Bitcoin is like is like digital, right? I mean, there's no there's no mine involved. There's no minerals or ore, is there? No, I'll quickly explain it. It's just computers solving math problems, and when they solve those math problems, they get rewarded with Bitcoin. And there's about probably millions around the world, and that's why they they don't get it. They're like, oh, there's so much electricity being used. Well, yeah, banks use more electricity than Bitcoin. Dryers in everyone's house use more energy than Bitcoin. So what's the problem here? Oh, man, that's that's beautiful. That's gold, man. Who knew? i got to find that tweet. You say he tweeted it, I like Bitcoin, but I don't like Bitcoin mining, right? Yeah, I can try to find it, maybe tag you on your on your Twitter. All right, would you do that for me, and I'll look for it myself. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Tim. Good stuff. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, Bitcoin mining. The computers are working overdrive uh, on these math problems, and that's hurting the environment. Good luck with that. Is it? All right, I got another. Let me see here. I want to talk to uh, Al in the Bronx, New York. Hello. Yeah, how you doing, Greg? Good. Hey, Greg, you know, uh, I wanted to ask you about the uh, the – uh, you know what happened in Los Angeles? I mean, I know you, you heard it on the news. Um, they were using too much electricity. They, had, they they went, you know, all the way to the left. You know, they, they went too far, and they found themselves with power outages. Right. Because there isn't enough electricity in in the um, in the grid. Yeah. Now, now, if they're pushing, if if they're pushing uh, for uh, electric cars. Which is a good idea, you know. You, it's a, it's, a, it's a nice ride, but um, there's, they, they don't have any stations set up. I'm in the Bronx here. I'm in Frogs Neck. There's no stations that are set up for electric because the oil companies are not going to promote their their, uh, their their nemesis, right? Well, uh, one thing about electric cars that nobody talks about, you know, those charging stations. You know what charges the charging stations? Fossil fuel. You need good old-fashioned oil 
you still got to create power to power those cars. And generally speaking, I believe those power stations rely on fossil fuels to a to an extent. It's not pure. And making those batteries, by the way, it can cause a lot of, well, there are environmental, uh, there's environmental fallout. So, uh, Al, I think you're onto something very much so. And one more, if I have time, I want to go to, uh, who, uh, is this our favorite Ann in the Bronx? Hello? Oh, it's you. How are you? Hey, how are you, Greg? Uh, yeah, thanks. I'm I'm angry today. I gotta say, listening to how uh, I'll, I'll be quick. You know, listening to how President Trump now he's right. He's been right. We've just always been too afraid to see that he's right. Every time that something seems out of the box and we can't figure it out, we just chalk it up to conspiracy theory. And right now we can't afford that. We're just out of time with that. And the people that we have to thank most. With the hideous never Trumpers, oh, we got to do the right process. We have to. There was no time for that. And as we speak right now, the biggest spy agents that we have are our cell phones, Alexa. You, you know, you look at your screen and you say, well, I turned it off. Good for you. You turned it off. Question is, did they turn you off? It's the stupidest thing. When will we wake up and realize that we are living in tyranny and we have no privacy and we have no freedom? It's an illusion. We are constantly spied on. So if any one of us happens to say something or behave in a way that's out of line and out of sequence with what they want out of us, they could spy on us 24 hours a day in ways that you wouldn't even be able to imagine. So, of course, it's beyond the shadow of a doubt that he was spied on. He was spied on even before he became president. And you are a very in-touch person with a great soul, and, and you sense what's happening, and the energy. You are so in sync with what is happening out there. And I think you see things ahead of time, and you understand the way... Uh, a lot of people don't, or the way they will down the road. Thank you, Ann, once again. Do me a favor. Your dad okay? Yes, he is, and, and thank you once again always for that. I tell you, I'll, I'll always remember that. What's his name? I'll always carry it in my heart that you re- always do that. I'll always remember What's his that. name? Thank you. Manuel. Manuel. All right. Uh, we love it. Thank you so much, Ann. Get, uh, good. Thank. Great to talk once again. You really are. Uh, you're amazing. And with that, I do have to go. I'll be back in a couple of moments. Talk Radio 77 WABC. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Man, Showtime, 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 Showtime. Used to be a regular cable channel, and they play movies, and then the Homeland Show, and what else do they have right now? Billions. Which, by the way, these are programs that are, according to the demographics, according to even the critics of white people, are the favorite of white people. Right now, the least cool thing you can be is white. Oh, boy. I would like to not really think about it, but uh, I'm reminded in showtime. Wow. We are so lame, they say. We are just so lame. And you know what's lamest of them all? An angry white woman. Watch out. You will be nailed as a Karen. Labeled a Karen, it's a hateful term, and it's such a hateful moment. 
and too many are being quiet. People who are black, people who are white, people people who believe in individual rights. Individual rights is now, but there's a negative connotation. Collective rights, everybody together. That doesn't really recognize us as uh, who we are, really. We are, we're human beings, but there's a competitive spirit that must be allowed to flourish, I believe. All right, I got to go in a moment, so I'll take a quick call from Saul. He's in Long Island. Yes. Hey, Greg, thanks for taking my call. So it took us five, six years to find out that the President Trump was uh, a right all alone from get going. Yeah. Now, what would have happened now in five, six years from now if we find out that the election was stolen? What then? You know, it's amazing you point that out because, let's face it, he's been right about everything. They said he was going to run for president. He ran for president. They said he was going to get the nomination. He got the nomination. They said he was going to win. He won. I, it goes on and on from there. He said he could never, ever get that wall built. Well, he damn near finished it. They said he could never move the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. He damn he did it. He could never broker Mitty's peace. He did it. He did some amazing things, even while they were sabotaging him every time they turned around. And uh, I think ultimately you're right. He will be proven right about the election. It's a trend, right, Saul? It's a trend. The guy is always right. Yeah, yes, it is. Yeah. All right. Thanks, pal. Uh, let's see. We're going to wrap up the show with Gail in Staten Island. Yes. Yes. Gail. Uh Oh, Mark in Brooklyn. Are you there, Mark? Yeah, Greg. Thank you for taking my call. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to hit you with a quote from October of 2020. Mm. We have put together the most diverse voter fraud organization in political history. I know those words. I know those words well. Uh, hold on a second. Joe Biden said that. Joe Biden said it out loud. And hold on. Give me 10 seconds here. I think I can actually. I think I got it. Here it is. Stand by. Listen to this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Now, about that, Mark, I think it's a confession. Some people think, oh, that's just Joe being stupid like he always is. I think that was a confession. What do you think? Oh, without a doubt. He knows he's guilty. Hillary Clinton knows she's guilty. They all do. The problem is, I'm going to tell you right now, is that the DOJ with Merrick Garland, he is going to protect them come hill or high water. Okay, he's going to protect them. Yeah, you, you'll he's s- not going to let them go after her. Huh? We'll see. We'll see. Stay tuned. I mean, right now, hey, it's been done before where they fire a special prosecutor. Remember Nixon? Nixon, who did he fire? Archibald Cox. He fired the special prosecutor, and all hell broke loose. If they fire John Durham right now, it wouldn't even be a story. It's incredible. The dishonesty, the deceit, the bias. Don't look at them anymore. CNN, MSNBC. You can look at Fox occasionally, but you can't do better than Newsmax. All right, Sam, you're the last guy today. What's up? Uh, Hillary Clinton. Uh, She has a new name. It's not 
It's not crooked Hillary. It's rotten Hillary. Her real name is Hillary Rotten Clinton. Also, uh. she sponsored the enrichment of uranium to Russia. Okay, and nobody investigated that. Yeah, I heard that story. I know. All right. Thanks, Sam, very, very much. I got to go across the street, get the TV show ready. I'll see you tonight. It should be a good one. Uh, many thanks, everybody. And uh, try to check out Sid and Bernie in the morning. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.